Because if I'm going to be in charge of the power of my finances, then things are going to creep into my own needing to be responsible. And so fear and kind of a, a miserly approach and, and maybe ungratefulness and a sense of insecurity starts to abound, which reminded me of a story that I didn't tell you two weeks ago that just it bounced back at me, so I thought I would tell you this morning. It's a sad story, but it's funny, okay? So this farmer, he's, uh, he's, he's real excited. He's gonna, his, his cow's going to give birth, and uh, he, he goes out. It's the night, you know, and they get all ready for that, and the, the cow births two cows, two calves. And he's so excited about this. He comes in, tells his wife, God has been full and given us great stuff. And so we'll keep one of the calves and we'll give one to the church. And she's all excited about that. Hadn't seen her husband excited about spiritual things in a long time. And so this went on for about a month or so. And then one day he came in from the milking early in the morning. Those of you are cow farmers or... Not a mini, not, not, no, uh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, okay, you know, you, you do all the milking and all that before you even have breakfast, right? Right, Jim? Yes, amen. He's supposed to say amen. So, it, so in he comes, he's got this long face. And his wife says, what's wrong? And he said, the church's cow died. <laughs> you see, what happens is, we open the door just a little bit to compromise, and then it's crushingly all on us. So every area of lordship provides an opportunity to get free and let God do what God does best. And when we do that, we become generous, grateful, secure, and, and, and we're set free. So this morning we're going to talk about the stewardship of time. Uh, some, some fascinating things about time that we're going to learn together this morning. But, but the question I have for you is what is the new and most precious commodity in our culture? I've already given you the answer. It's time. I mean, we, in our culture today, we see time as being precious, as being this, this, this great piece um, uh, th that we need. So um, I, I did a little research. Uh, and most of this is, uh, I, I watched a movie the other night that said, this, this is mostly a true story. These are mostly true statistics, okay? So just go with me here. So in, in a 75-year life, okay, we're, we're all, we, you know, we want to do better than that, but in a 75-year life, you spend 21 years sleeping, Okay? In, in, uh, in that 75 years of life, you spend 14 years working nonstop. You spend seven, uh, this is, uh, th I was sharing this with my granddaughter this weekend, this was her favorite, you spend seven years in the bathroom. <laughs> my grandson like this, you spend six years eating. Five years waiting in line. I, I decided to do my wife a favor this weekend. I, I went to the grocery store. She was busy getting I'm standing in line. I'm thinking, five years in line. Four years learning, straight years. These are, you know, 24-hour days, uh, 364 and a quarter days a year, right? You spend, uh, and, and, and this guy must have been uh, in one of our LT meetings. You spend three years in meetings. 
Okay? Did I get an amen from Dave? Come on, Dave. Get with me here. Okay. You spend two years returning phone calls. One year, I love this. I'm getting into this now. You spend one year searching for lost stuff. Where did I put my glasses, Gail? She says, they're on, I'm, I'm like this. Gail, where are my glasses? Okay, whatever. You spend 22 months, Jimeline, we spend 22 months worshiping. Isn't that cool? We spend eight months opening junk mail. And we spend six months stopped at red lights. Okay? So, so time is this precious thing, and, and I'd just like to... Open, we'll come back to this verse as we close today, but I'd just like to open. This is my prayer for us this morning. It's found in Psalms 90, verse 12. We'll come back to it, but it says this, Teach us to number our days aright that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Most of the verses in the Bible that talk about time connect it to wisdom. The way we use our time is an indication of just how wise we are. So we're going we're gonna to come to some terms with, uh, with how to make a lordship of our time a, a reality. And it's really going to take three steps. If you've got your outline there, you can, you can kind of begin to see it. The first step is to analyze time, which I put there equals study time. So I, I, I want to talk about, uh, before we even get to the text this morning, I want to talk about two things about time. There's about four, maybe five words in the Greek New Testament that use the word time. But the two most often used, the first one, the, the first kind of time, is chronos time. Okay, And those of you who are four steps ahead of me, you already heard that, that, that chronos is where we get our English word chronology. Right? Okay, so chronos time is the quantity of time. It is, a, it is a linear understanding of time which works off of minutes, hours, days, weeks, years, decades. You can put it on a calendar. You can see it all out in front of you. You can touch it. You can work with it. That's, that's the chronos of time. The, the second kind of time is the quality of time, and this is karos. Karos is really spiritual time, and even though the King James uh, translates this word as time. Most of our modern Bibles will translate this word as opportunity. This is opportunity time with God that transforms ours and others' lives when we use it right. And we're, we're going to find that in our passage. So this morning it says this, verse 15, Be very careful then how you live, and live is coordinated to the word opportunity in verse 16, okay? So how you, because it wouldn't make much sense here to say how you opportunity, but how you use life's opportunities, not as unwise, but as wise. And I'm thinking here that um, when Paul wrote this, he was thinking of this song, because he as well connects time, the use of time, the way we live with wisdom. And, and nothing else. That, that, and so, here's what I want us to look at. There's two responses to our analyzation of time. And the first is, response number one, we can be careless and foolish. Response number two, we can be careful 
and why. So those are your fill in the blanks. Let's talk about that a little bit. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. To be careless and foolish is to live out of balance with chronos and karos. I'm going to talk about that a little bit. But, but we are people who are made in the image of God and then reborn by the Spirit of God to give lordship to Jesus Christ of everything we do. But in order to do that, you balance the chronos and the Karos. So let me talk a little bit about that. So people who um, live out of this balance go to one or the other. And this is what it looks like. Some people have great management skills, but their spiritual sensitivity to God leaves them wanting. And so for them, um, they can do a lot of stuff and get themselves very, very involved in things and yet not really be in touch with what God wants them to do. So in the Christian sphere, we have amongst us, we're all tempted to this, to be very busy for God without having been with God and know what God wants us to do. So we pick up tasks and we do things and we kind of we go on cruise control. Oh, I'm sure God wants me to do this. And there we go, right? Those would be people who, who are, are careless and foolish because they, they tilt towards the chronos of their lives. However, um, there are people with great sensitivity to God, but without the ability to manage time. They know God, and they know God's precepts, but they never get around to doing them. You get the picture? The balance. The wise person is able to be sensitive to God and, and walk in, and, and walk in the ways of those sensitivities. To be with God and do what God asked them to do. And this indeed is, is what the lordship of, of time is all about. So when we balance chronos and karos, we have great spiritual and biblical understanding and it is, met, it is merged with a life that, that is fruitful a life that is fruitful in ministry and in our daily lives. Okay? So this is, this is God's hope for us that we would live this way. Step number two in verse 16 would be to utilize time. And, 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 and for this we find that we use the word redeem. In fact, the King James, let me read it for you in, in the NIV here. It says, making the most of every karios opportunity because the days are evil. King James, I, I love this in the King James, redeem the time. To utilize time is to redeem it. So I started thinking this week, isn't it amazing that Jesus took the time, both chronos and karios, to redeem us? I mean, Jesus could have come to earth and and. and, and thought these things but never got to it, or got to it without really understanding what the Father's will was. But, but that didn't happen at all. 
that, that we are redeemed by the life, death, and resurrection of, of Jesus Christ. So what is it in us that redeems time? Two things. First, uh, did, did you notice the days are evil? I just want you to hang on to that. I don't think that, that needs to be the focus of our lives. But if we don't understand that our time, and here's your fill in the blank, has to be retrieved from evil. The time that we live in our lives has to be retrieved from the world we live in. And it can be. That's the good news. But if we just kind of mush all that together, then things get kind of strange. You see, Satan, the enemy, wants nothing better than to see us wasting our time. Uh, too much TV or internet or, 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 or just stuff can waste our time. The, the enemy would like to be distracting us, uh, uh, tempting us to be lazy or take shortcuts or, or not spend time where we know we should. Uh, the enemy wants to interrupt our time. Uh, right at the point at which you're getting something done, then you have this daydream of something else. So you start uh, figuring out, you know, how you're going to get all your stuff together to the tax guy. That's all coming up. And, and you miss that. You, you may be thinking of your shopping list right now for the way home before it snows tonight instead of listening to Pastor Jeff's sermon. See, these kinds of things are, are, are all about our lives, right? But strangely enough, and I think most evil of, of the enemy is that Satan wants to devalue your time. And this happens when we say something like this. I don't know why I'm doing this. No one else is doing this. Right? He's devaluating the time that you know you should, you know you should be faithful to that. Or maybe you've heard yourself say, this isn't going to work. You're, you've been paying attention to your Karos time, and, but your, your Kronos time comes in and says, no, I can't do that. God probably wants me to do this, but I'm I, not going there. right? Or, or how about this? Maybe uh, I'm just not seeing, you've been faithful in something. You know, five days, five years, five decades, and you haven't seen the fruit. But it is a promise of God. You discerned it somewhere in your life with Christ. And Christ is saying, you know, the difference between a winner and a loser is hanging on five more seconds. Right? And this is important for us as believers. If we're going to redeem the time, we can't listen to the enemy's take on our time. For once you've retrieved your time, then you can release that time. And we release it to the opportunities of refocusing your time for God's will. Because you've committed yourself to live in the chaos of God's fellowship. And to take that lived experience and spend it in the chronos of God's world. That we get to be a part of the redemption. Just as Jesus came to the earth and lived with the limitations that we live with and did that work, life, death, resurrection, there is a Karos plan for your life in a Kronos world. And greater is He who is in us than He who is in the world. 
And that's how we know that we can be faithful. Well, the third step then is to prioritize your time. And I would just say, this is the activation. And uh, Paul continues the theme here in verse 17. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Again, obedience and time are almost always wrapped around wisdom. Isn't that amazing? That, that, God, that God would have us wasting uh, no time, that God would have us wasting no obedience, nothing. It, I just love this about God. Nothing is too small to please the Heavenly Father, when we, when he's, especially when He's given us a small task. Uh, reading my Oswald Chambers uh, faithfully this week, uh, something that he said was really amazing. He, he, uh, he spent a lot of time with the troops during World War uh, I, he was a uh, chaplain for the YMCA. That's when they believed in the sea, in YMCA. So he was a YMCA chaplain. And he said, he opened one of the devotions this week. I forget which day it was with. Um, people often have time for a prayer meeting, but they don't have time to clean someone's boots for them. And I've been thinking about that all week. What's, what's he talking about there? Well, he's, he's really saying that basically this, this utilization and this prior, prioritizing and activating our life means that God could ask you to do something in your mind totally unspiritual. But God's asking it, and that's what makes it spiritual. I think that's just really cool. That everything can be a gift to the Heavenly Father. If we say yes. So, prioritizing our time. Hey, time works in three ways. You've got the background on this, but let me just... When time is in charge, there will be chaos in your life. When we are in charge, there will be deception in your life. Because you think you can, you know... I, I, I can, thanks God, I can manage the rest of this sermon. No. I'm on the downhill side. A couple more points. A couple crazy stories. You're, you're done. And, and no, that's not how this works. God is saying that if you think you can take it from here, then you're really... You, we, and we'd never think this way. No one in here would think this way. That Okay, I can take my salvation from here. I no longer need your life, death, and resurrection. The Lordship of Christ's salvation is solid. But our finances, our time, next week we'll talk about testimony, next month we'll spend the whole month on our spiritual gifts. Where are we with those things? Are we still debating with God a little bit? And that's where when we take charge, deception rules, God in charge, Lordship. When God's in charge, then the Lordship, the wisdom, the heart of God, all comes together. So there's two questions that can help you activate uh, um, your life in Christ that, that would balance chronos and Kairos time. And the first question is, what am I willing to live for? Am I, am I willing to live for Christ, uh, work hard, give my life to be faithful and patient with God's will in my life? And there's a, there's a whole group of questions around what am I willing to live for? What, or or change, up, change up the sentence if you need to. What am I living for? 
What am I living for? What am I living for? Great questions. Cause us to think about what's really going on. The second question is, what am I willing to die for? And after I wrote that, I, I was thinking about that over the weekend. I said, I could, you could, you, you know, you could, I'm willing to die for Christ. And, and we, we could possibly be in that situation. We certainly should be in prayer for people who are in that situation. Like many people are around the world. To, to, go, to go to church, get up and go to church in China, uh, you know, in, in, in other places in the world, is, is, is life-threatening. You could get arrested. You could spend the rest of your day in jail. You don't get your one phone call, you know, like on a detective movie. You're, you're, you'll be stuck. Bad. What am I willing to die for or die to? Where, 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 do, where am I stuck on my way of doing it? When maybe I need to yield to some other person's way or God's way. How about my timing? We're back to time again, aren't we? And, and a lot of foolishness happens when we insist on our time. Usually we become impatient, and when we become impatient, we both do and say dumb stuff when we're impatient. See how time, not attended to, brings us to foolishness. How about my, my, my right to my needs? My right to myself? Are we willing to die to those things so that we can grow in our relationship to Christ, balance our chronos and our karos, so that other people can see Christ in us and they can receive Jesus? We keep saying this, that the church exists for the empty seats. Fill those empty seats with folks that don't know Jesus. That's why we're here. And what's really fun about the church is when we gather, we get to do all the other stuff like worship and, and fellowship and pray and care and concern and grow in Christ. All that's the benefits of doing things God's way. Hey, by way of application, if, uh, I just would love for you to turn to Isaiah 6. Okay, in your Bibles, it's probably, if you get back into the Old Testament, it's probably what the real clean spot in your Bible there. Isaiah 6, uh, great place. I'm going to read it for you, but um, here's my axiom for, for Isaiah 6, and it goes like this. Time spent with becomes time spent for God. Okay, and I'm going to read you this story. Okay. So this is Isaiah 6, and it says, In the year that King Huzziah died, I saw the Lord. Stop, right there. Whoa. When do we see God? When do we pray? When do we go to church? I'm stuck. The king died. Or this happened. So, so Isaiah the prophet finds himself not only to, to, to helping us understand when his call to God came, but the, the, the situation that surrounded his call of God was this whole thing in which he sees God because he's in church, he's, he's in the, the place because the community has understood something that is, is life-changing. Now, this is a homework assignment for you, but if you're interested, yeah, you can read back a little bit 
Or you can go to Kings, 1st or 2nd Kings, and read why the death of King Uzziah was a big deal. Okay? All right. I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted. The train of His robe filled the temple. Above Him were satraps with six wings, and with two wings that covered their faces, two wings that covered their feet, and with two wings they were flying. There were these six-winged angels, these little cherubim, you know, flying, and, 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 and singing, calling to one another, holy, holy, holy. We got a chance to do it. Thank you, Jim Lee. We, we did that this morning. Holy, 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 the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of the glory of God. I love this because it's not just happening in the temple. Because it's happening in the temple, the whole because you're worshiping, because there's a number of churches worshiping on the mountain, all of Arnold right now is full of the glory of God. And we don't see it. We don't think we see it. But he's just telling us that. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and the threshold shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. So kind of a minor earthquake. Remember there was an earthquake when, when, when Jesus died? Earthquakes are, are significant spiritual understanding of God's karos breaking into Kronos time. When God's on the throne, the world shakes. And then here's what Isaiah says. Woe to me, I cried. I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips." And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. He realizes his limits, right? That's what's going on here. Because he sees how big God is. The minute in lordship of your finances, of, of your spiritual gift, of your time, and of your testimony, the minute that that is surrendered to God, you will see the limits of yourself and the expanding majesty and the beginning of how great and powerful God can be in your life, surrendered under His Lordship. Then one of the satraps flew to me with a live coal. So I'm thinking coal out of the barbecue on a tong. White, hot. Yeah, yeah. That's right, Robert. Yeah, that's me too. I, I don't know if I want to read the rest of this because this is this getting this is going to get real personal here in a minute. Live coal in his hand, taken with tongs. By the way, I noticed that the, the satrap doesn't want to touch that thing. He's got tongs. From the altar. With it, he touched my mouth. Okay? See this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away. Your sin is atoned for. I'm always finding that time has a lot to do with sin and guilt and atonement and wisdom and obedience. Wow. This could be the center of the whole thing. Then I heard a voice. And this is the really cool part. Then I, as I, This is almost like an off thing, but this is what the whole story is about. Then I heard a voice saying, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And immediately after you know, his lips recovered, <laughs> he said, or he might have said it like this, who are you for me? He might have said it that way, but I don't think he did. 
Because I don't think God really burned his lips. I think he, he just, it was such a miraculous, powerful thing. Just like when God says, Jeff, I, I know you just got that, that check. I want you to surrender that to that missionary that you always support. Yeah, but God, God, it'll hurt. And it never does. I get The minute I do something like that, I get a note from this kid that I've known since he's 14, and he's translating the Bible somewhere, got a family, five kids, and it's just amazing. I get blessed. That coal can't burn your lips. Lordship can't burn you. It will strain you. It will strengthen you. But it will make you who you need to be. Fear not, children, for, for our Father wants to give you the kingdom of God. And he said, here I am, send me. And then God said, go tell this people. Wow. Here's what's going on. Had he not been sidelined by a great calamity of the king's death, he wouldn't have been in the temple. Had he not been in the temple, he wouldn't have seen his limits. Had he not seen his limits and confessed, he wouldn't have gotten forgiveness of sin. And if he hadn't done all of that, if he hadn't spent good Carl's time with God, he would have never overheard God. He didn't say here, Isaiah, go do this. He said, who will go? The listeners will go. That means you don't have to be an Isaiah. You can be a garden variety Christian. You know? I love tomatoes out of the garden. They taste good, but they're all lumpy and bumpy. You know, something's gotten on them or they, you know, all that. that that's kind of, you can be a garden variety Christian and God can take hold of your time, your talent, your treasure, your testimony and bless it. And bless you the same way. So I read this this week, and we'll close with this. If you had a bank that credited your account each morning with $86,400 every morning, carried over no balance from day to day, allowed you to keep no cash in your account, and every evening canceled whatever part of the amount you failed to spend during the day, what would you do? You'd draw that stuff out every day. You'd be blessing missionaries. You'd be solving problems. I know you would. Well, you have such a bank account. And it's called the bank of time. Every morning when you get up, it credits you with 86,400 seconds for every day. And what is not used falls away. There's no ledger kept. And it goes unrendered into, the, into the, the, the Kronos world where it's just one day, one dollar, one week, one decade. I just want to encourage you again from my heart that the Lordship of Christ as it's manifested in three or uh, four or five small areas Time, talent, treasure, testimony together. They all have T's. I don't know. God maybe figured that out. I don't know what that's all about. But they're all there. And they have a, sub, a substantial bearing on where the kingdom of God goes. The church, the holy church of Jesus Christ as manifested here in Arnold in the chapel family.
This is important stuff and can manifest itself in great ways.